This is the Dallas Morning News. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Eat, Drink, DFW from the Dallas Morning News is made possible by Central Market. Hey, North Texas food fans. Welcome to Eat, Drink, DFW from the Dallas Morning News. Each week, we dish on the local restaurant scene, food and drink trends, cooking and shopping tips, and unpack everything that makes North Texas one of the most vibrant, diverse, and ambitious food scenes in the country. I'm your host, food editor Aaron Bookie, and this week we're discussing the best things we ate on Thanksgiving, from classic corn casserole to special dishes with leftovers. We've also tried lots of viral dishes lately, from dill pickle soup to hot Cheetos with cottage cheese. Ugh. And what's new and buzzy on the Dallas restaurant scene? It's all about the bars, speakeasies, and creative drinks. It all gets started right after this. Central Market is really into food, like fish flown in so fresh it still has jet lag into food. Our sourdough starter has been around since grunge was a thing into food. We're talking more prime cuts than a greatest hits album into food. Central Market is really into food. If you are too, then we're the HQ for you. Whether you're a make-every-recipe-in-the-cookbook foodie or a my-favorite-recipe-is-reheat type who just digs the delectable, no place makes every day more delicious like Central Market. Really into food. Shop now at centralmarket.com. Welcome back, everyone. Be sure to go to dallasnews.com slash food for information on our show and all the latest food and restaurant news. And don't forget to tell us what you think at eatdrink at dallasnews.com. And if you like the show, please be sure to leave a good review on Apple Podcasts. Later, we'll be sharing the best things we ate over Thanksgiving. But first, we're discussing the latest restaurant news with food reporters Sarah Blaskovich and Imelda Garcia and producer Julie Fisk. Sarah, it is all about the bars right now, right? I love this so much. Me too. I think that a cocktail bar is a fabulous place to take a friend, especially during the holidays. A family member, an aunt, somebody you haven't seen since high school. And like the setting really matters. So it was just lucky then that we have 10 new bars that have opened to DFW this holiday season. Wow. Wow. It's, yes. Among these 10 new bars, most are in Dallas proper, but one is a speakeasy in Plano. We've talked about the Wilfred before. It's just such a cool place for anybody up in Collin County. You want to steal away for a quiet little evening, figure out the secret password before you go into the door. But I hope everybody reads this story. It's at dallasnews.com slash food. Should I point out a couple of my favorites? Yeah, yeah. Okay. If you have sporty family members, I don't. <laughs> And I'm also not sporty. But if you do, you should go to the Sandy Pickle. Yes. <laughs> okay, yes. Such a silly name. And this is a pickleball bar with also sand volleyball. Okay. If anybody out there has a friend who plays pickleball, it's the only thing that friend has talked to you about mm -hmm. in mm -hmm. the past year. And this friend would love to go to a pickleball bar. And the rest of us who don't play pickleball well, you get better if you have a cocktail or two, <laughs> in my opinion. So uh, the Sandy Pickle is inside the village. We've talked about that stretch of bars and restaurants. The Sandy Pickle is in that area where there used to be a golf simulator. That's still there. And there's still all these backyard bar games. And then there's kind of like this retro feel. So there's a food truck selling Lusher's hot dogs, fried pickles, of course, because that's mm -hmm. the name, and burgers. Some of the servers wear short shorts and tall tubes. Do they wear roller skates? No, I don't think so. But I'll wear roller skates to this place if I don't have to play pickleball. <laughs> also, is pickleball the new CrossFit? Yeah, but so much easier to play. <laughs> 
<laughs> but I do feel as though like CrossFit, the people who play pickleball then like fraternize yeah. together. So you play pickleball and then you go get coffee together or craft beers. Okay, I drove by the Sandy Pickle not long ago and it was a packed. So can you reserve a court? This is such a good question. Yes, and you must. So you can reserve pickleball and sand volleyball courts by the hour and you should book one of these courts online. I want to mention one other bar because I love it so much. The Grapevine Bar closed after 27 years on Maple Avenue. And Imelda wrote about how the Grapevine has relocated. So I put the Grapevine on this list of 10 new bars because it is an old new bar. It's like the old one. There's old friends and good drinks. It's amazing. I want to go there because that's like planting a little tree. It's like we got to go over mm -hmm. there and really help it establish roots. Yeah. Mm -hmm. like yeah. Keep great that, way to put it. Yeah. Keep that going because it's such a great bar. Yeah. There's also another old divey bar that I feel like people should go visit right now. And that's the Dallasite. Yes. Mm. They celebrated their 50th anniversary back in March. And our staff artist, Michael Hogue, wrote about it. And sadly, owner Rhonda Nail passed away this past weekend oh. at age 67 after a long battle with cancer too and young. I know way too young but she had owned that bar for decades and people loved her and I feel like everyone needs to go out to the Dallasite this weekend and yeah. pour one out for Rhonda absolutely there's something about a bar like the Dallasite too the same people have been sitting at that bar for decades there is exactly. just such family camaraderie I think about bars like that especially around the holidays you never know who has family and who doesn't anymore who needs a comforting place to sit and have a drink and the Dallasite is one of I can think of a couple in Dallas that is just a meetup spot for people of all ages. And so I know all those people are grieving uh, for Miss Rhonda. That's, that's tough. Yeah. It's definitely a second home for a lot of people. Yep. So yeah. If anybody wants to turn up the fancy a little bit with bars, this list also includes several speakeasies, the ones where you dress up to the nines and go for a martini, and then a couple more where you don't have to do the whole Dallas thing. So hopefully if anybody checks out this list of 10 bars, which should be 11 because we want to add the Dallasite to it, <laughs> you'll find something close to you that's your vibe, whatever that vibe is. I like that, that there's so much variety because I love the bar Colette and then you got the grapevine and the salty pickle. What's it called? Dirty pickle? Sandy, Sandy pickle. pickle. <laughs> the salty pickle. The dirty pickle. <laughs> Ooh. The stanky pickle. No, Some kind no, of pickle. So no. Stop. That's a totally different genre. I have a request for <laughs> bars. I would like a bar to do a starter martini because I would a love- startini. A startini. A <laughs> startini, yes. Oh. A small martini that I could drink and decide if I like them or not. I have two thoughts about this. Ooh. First, I recently had something called a snackery, which is a daiquiri, but in a little bitty version. Mm. And it was just such a sweet little like taster. The other thing is if you want to go to Bar Colette and have a teeny martini, oh, mm. they have one called the Tartini. Mm. And it is a dirty martini with one ounce of alcohol instead of the traditional two ounces of alcohol. So some people consider it just a lower ABV option. But Julie, for you, it's a way to try a dirty martini without getting knocked on your butt. And you could decide whether you like it or not. And this is perfect because I really just want to try the dirty martini. Like, I love the idea of putting olive juice in booze. That makes me happy. It's so salty and delicious. I love a dirty martini, but it is a booze forward drink. There's no moment where you forget that that cup is full of vodka or gin, depending on which spirit they've chosen. Okay, where is this again? It's Bar Colette in West Village. It is on our list of 10 great new bars. 
cool little atmosphere, like blush colored velvet chairs and cozy little seating. You know, where it's just the two of you kind of cozed up together and go get you a tartini. Done. That's awesome. Mm. Thank you. I love it. I feel like there needs to be a bar that's like a starter bar where you can just go taste. Yeah. You've never been to a bar before? Here, come to our bar. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's a great idea. And you can have a little tasting of all the classics. Yeah. In my mind, there needs to be like a great TikTok account for this bar because all the drinks are little and they must come in fantastic tiny barware. Yes. It's just like a dollhouse, but all the people are big. We're giving away all our best ideas. Darn yes. It. Okay, guys. So I made a dish the other day that I saw online and I think everyone else kind of had the same idea because Julie, you slacked us about this also. And so did Claire, but it's called dill pickle soup. Ooh. Mm. Oh. It sounded delicious to me because oh, really? I love pickles and I love potatoes. So I went and looked this up and apparently it's a classic Polish soup called Zupa Ogorkoa. Okay. That's probably not right. But anyway, that's what it's spelled like. And I got this recipe from Food 52. You can find recipes all over for the soup. And Is it hot or cold? It's hot. Okay. I know what you're thinking, that the pickles might get super duper mushy and gross yeah. in hot soup. They really retained their crunch. What is mm. the size of the pickle? I cut them up into tiny dice. Uh, okay. okay. I'm picturing full spears floating. <laughs> Guacala. <laughs> no? No. I'm with Imelda. No, it didn't sound good, but yeah, I yeah. just thought that's what it was. <laughs> Visually, it's like, Wah. Yeah, so you have onion, carrots, celery, you know, your classic things, leek, Mm. and garlic then you chop up some potatoes the potatoes are the main thing this is a vegetarian soup and then seven sour dill pickles diced seven uh horseradish so that gives you like that extra kick okay which i loved sour cream and then at the end you add more pickle brine is there broth too did i miss that yes there's broth and it was really simple and warm and comforting but it has like that really briny flavor like how we're talking about the olive juice with the martinis like it was a little Mm -hmm. bit like a dirty martini flavor Mm -hmm. soup there must be a tiktok trending with this because my daughter made it at school you're kidding no and she sent a picture of it so she loves dill pickles and she loves making soups right now. Yeah, I think it is something online because I've seen it everywhere. We've already dill pickled everything else, mm-hmm. you know, so I'm getting yeah. I'm getting it now. Yeah, and I kind of like this recipe because it is an older traditional Polish recipe. It's and, just been TikToked. Right, mm-hmm. it's been TikToked to death like everything else. And so here's a line from Food 52 that I liked. Briny upon first bite, the crunchy snap fades into a pleasant sourness that works as a palate cleanser for pierogi or between courses of golo stuffed cabbage. Oh, that's pretty. Speaking of another weird combo, another thing we've seen on Reddit and other online places is a snack of hot Cheetos. My favorite. Cottage cheese. Whoa. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I'd do this. It looks disgusting. And also why? Like who thought to do this? The food reason behind it does make sense though. The Cheetos are super, super spicy. Mm -hmm. Cottage cheese is cold and will temper Mm -hmm. that spice. I'm not sure about the utensil situation. Like, is it a spoonful of mushy cottage cheese with a Cheeto stuck in it? What did you say? (laughs) A Cheeto stuck in it. I think you need to eat these with a spoon. Yeah. I actually tried it this morning for breakfast. Whoa, what? (laughs) 
because I had some hot Cheetos and I'm actually on a cottage cheese kick, which I can go on about later, but it was awkward to eat because I was like, okay, I'm just going to try one scoop of cottage cheese. And then I put a Cheeto on it. Like, did you kind <laughs> of it was, stick the Cheeto in like a little party yeah. favor? And you sort of have to like maneuver yeah. it into your mouth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, oh my it gosh. was an awkward, but, but, but was how was bite. it? Cause I like both of these things too. It was super interesting. It feels like a way to sort of make your hot Cheetos snack a little bit more filling, maybe okay. healthier, I guess. But it was it was really creamy. You didn't mm-hmm. get the whole curdy cottage cheese like texture really she with said it. Curd. Yes. <laughs> Curdy. So my 16 year old loves to take Takis and dip it in cream cheese. And that's a uh-huh. snack for her. So it's very similar. Right. I think this yeah. sounds amazing. Yeah, I actually was like, that's, that's kind of delicious. The idea that this is like a healthier or more filling version reminds me of like somebody's nutritionist friend was like, <laughs> if you're going to eat Flamin' Hot Cheetos, <laughs> would you consider them atop a bowl of cottage cheese? <laughs> and the world was like, no, I had never considered that before, right. but yeah. sure, I'll try it. <laughs> And then it was good. <laughs> yeah, maybe that because that will help you with a burn in your stomach. Yes. With mm-hmm. the cheetos, so. Aaron, what is your deal with cottage cheese right now? Okay, so I used to hate it. It was just something about the curd. Yep. And <clears throat> the mouth feel of it was just <laughs> yeah. always really gross to me. Yep. But lately I found, you know, a certain brand I like it has 14 grams of protein. Wow. I was really looking for a breakfast mm-hmm. that actually filled me up. So it's about a half a cup of cottage cheese, a handful of blanched slivered almonds, chia seeds on their own because that has a ton of fiber or chia smash. It's a jam, which mm-hmm. is made with upcycled fruit. Is that what like is the rejects? Yeah. Mixed with dates, chia seeds, and a little bit of lemon juice. So you got like a ton of protein, ton of fiber. And so that's my breakfast concoction. Easy to put together, which is my breakfast dilemma. Yeah, it is very, very quick to make. You just need one bowl and like two spoons. So you just ruined cottage cheese to me because <gasps> I like tea cottage cheese with blue cheese dressing on it. Oh my what? God. I, to me, cottage, <laughs> cottage cheese is like ice cream. It's never been like a healthy option for me. <laughs> I love you. The oh. internet would disagree right now, but I see where you're at. I, yeah. huh. I love blue cheese. Yes. I don't think cottage cheese needs blue cheese, but I'm not mad about a cheese being friends with another cheese. It's weird, but it works. <laughs> Do you carry blue cheese dressing in your purse like Ooh. hot sauce? No, but that's a really good idea. <laughs> It's not too late. Yeah. It needs to be refrigerated though, right? If I'm carrying it in my purse, I clearly don't care. Yeah, there's not a lot of rules at that point. Yes. Oh, God. Oh, my gosh. Wow, Imelda, where are you at on cottage cheese? I like it, but with fruit. I like it a lot with papaya and some honey. You know, I think some fruit and then like some tahine on cottage cheese would be Mm, really good. You can make it kind of spicy. That's actually not that far from just hot Cheetos in the cottage cheese, but then toss in some fruit in there. You're exactly right. Wow. We made a full circle. Uh I know, we did. As it turns out, this team has proven that the Cheetos with the cottage cheese is a good dish. Yes. And hot Cheetos are very versatile. Who knew? Yeah. One of my favorite snacks in life. Yes. Sarah Blaskovich knew. Okay, thanks guys. Next up, we're going to talk turkey, ham, mac and cheese, and more. That's right after this. Central Market is really into food. Like when we say cheese, it's in 12 languages into food. Butchers, bakers, and sushi roll makers into food. We're talking so obsessive about quality, you can shop blindfolded into food. Central Market is really into food. If you are too, then let us turn your shopping list into a treasure map. Get inspired, get adventurous, or just get a chef-made dinner when you've got more taste buds than time. No place makes every meal more amazing like Central Market. Really into food. Shop now at centralmarket.com. 
Welcome back, everyone. We hope you all had a wonderful Thanksgiving holiday and have lots to be grateful for. I'm thankful for this podcast and the funny and smart women I get to chat with every week. Oh, thanks. Heart emoji. Anyway, so my Thanksgiving was kind of funny. I actually decided to make a spatchcock turkey because Bridget Lancaster told me to. Oh, she was very Mm. convincing. She was. I was like, ooh, half the time I am in on this. But you had to break a turkey's back. Yes. And this was the comical part Mm. because, first of all, I got way too big a turkey. It was almost 17 pounds. (gasps) Wow. Like it was a huge boy. It was a huge boy. Three people in your home, right? Yes. Yes. (laughs) But my mom and my brother came over. Okay. And my brother eats a lot and I could send a lot back with him. So, yeah, this almost 17 pound turkey, which took forever to defrost, by the way. So it was still partially kind of frozen when we were trying to break it. So you kind of have to flip the turkey over and cut out its backbone. Mm. So that, first of all, required so much leverage. Yeah. So did you use the kitchen shears that she mentioned? Yes. Did you talk to the turkey while you were doing it? We sort of like smacked it around quite a bit. So I just. Uh, You're like, I'm I'm sorry, miss. I can't humanize it at all. (laughs) Wait, are turkeys ladies or also gentlemen? Good question. question. So we had to get like leverage in order to do this. So we had like a stool out and stood on top of the stool. (laughs) Wow. And there were like three of us trying to cut through this backbone. Oh man. And and then flip it over. And then you have to do like the CPR compression (laughs) on the top to like break the breastbone. And that one was when there were like three of us trying to push down on this huge turkey. Do you have photos of this? No, I don't. And also also everyone was covered in turkey. It was disgusting. There was turkey juice everywhere. The dog was going nuts under our feet. And I was like, this is so dangerous. (laughs) This is very funny, Erin. Yes, it was comical. I mean, it barely fit in our oven. And his legs were definitely touching like the outside of the <laughs> He's like, get me out of here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like trying to escape. <laughs> yes, he was. He you was wouldn't like, believe what these people oh, did to me. But it cooked in like no time, like maybe an hour and a half, two hours. Wow. Oh, wow. The skin turned out crispy all over. There were no like soggy spots on the bottom. Everything was cooked perfectly and not dry. So I'm definitely going to do it again. I'm just going to use a smaller turkey this time. Thanks, Bridget. Mm. That was a good tip. Although she maybe should have told you the number of adults needed to spatchcock a turkey. (laughs) She did say, remember how she didn't want anybody in the kitchen while she was doing all the gross stuff? Yeah. So maybe that's why. My other favorite food moment. I absolutely loved it when the Cowboys got that touchdown and Dak jumped in the little charity bucket. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. And pulled out a turkey leg. How fun yeah, was that? Yeah. And started eating it yeah. on the sideline. My family members started yelling when that happened. Uh-huh, I, w- yeah. I was, too. I was like, oh, my God, he has a turkey It's leg. a food moment <laughs> at the end zone. I'm like, where did it come from? Yeah, also mm-hmm. that. Yeah. What I'm, else is in that bucket? I'm still confused, but I loved it. Totally agree with you. That was yeah. fun. So what about you guys? What about you, Sarah? We had our best Thanksgiving yet. And we've hosted a bunch of times. We've often had infants or I'd been nursing a baby in the back room for part of the day. Or we were in a little house but insisted upon having one million people in it. And this year was just easier. It was awesome. We had so many wonderful family members, such good food. It wasn't stressful. And uh, my favorite little bite, interestingly, was the traditional green bean casserole. And I'm talking all the stuff out of a can. Campbell's all the way. And my favorite bite, though, was the next two days I finished the green bean casserole by myself, just a little bowl. Mm. And my mother-in-law makes it with little boops of Velveeta on top. Oh, We prefer to call it green bean supreme because it rhymes. (laughs) And when you heat up congealed cream of mushroom, canned green beans and bloops of Velveeta, it is perfect. 
I'm going to have to try that. It's not gourmet, and I'm cool with that. That's, that's kind of what Thanksgiving is, to be honest. It's those comforting yeah. meals. Yep. Because mm-hmm. I did the same thing. I made a Paula Deen corn casserole with canned cream corn, Yep. canned regular corn, sour cream, and lots of cheese, and jiffy cornbread. Yeah. Basic the stuff. leftovers of that corn cast are good, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then put some hot sauce on it. Or hot Cheetos. <laughs> <laughs> I should have done a hot Cheeto crust. It's not too late. <laughs> It's funny, the corn casserole that my mother-in-law made was kind of similar, but then she put some uh, green chilies in there as well. And everybody was standing around the sink, eating it out of the plate before we rinsed it out. Like there were little tiny bits of it. Yeah, the crispy mm. bits on the edge. Scraping off the edge. Yeah, Mm. that was really good. Yeah. What else did you eat, Julie? Well, I ate everything. I was in Chicago. (laughs) My mother-in-law and my husband did all the cooking, so it was amazing. But my favorite bite was a store-bought pimento cheese that my mother-in-law set out the next day. Mm-hmm. And I kind of forgot I have an issue with pimento cheese. Like I can't stop oh, once I right. get going <laughs> if it's good. Mm-hmm. But I did want to ask you guys, I want a signature pimento cheese. It shouldn't be that hard to make. And we normally get it from Kubi's. They make amazing Great pimento cheese. pimento cheese at Kubi's. Yes. They use smoked Gouda. And so you get that like smoky, cheesy thing. Mm. It's so good. But I want to learn how, it's not like my thighs need this, but I want to learn so I can pack it up and take it to people's houses and you know and people be like oh julie's from the carolinas and georgia right she makes a great pimento have you ever made the lee brothers pimento cheese no i've never made it okay i'll send you that my mom also brings a bunch of pimento cheese wherever she goes i Um, love pimento cheese julie and i've also made the lee brothers pimento cheese i think that's the only one that i have made at home now when you find a really good one that somebody else makes I like to buy that instead of make it myself because mine wasn't as good as some of my other favorites, which is not a knock to the Lee Brothers recipe. It just seems so simple. And yet when I try other people's, I like it better. I know. Isn't that just how life works? I guess someone else makes it. That's the best. Imelda, please tell us what you made for Thanksgiving. I know you had kind of more of a Americanized Thanksgiving this year. Yeah, I have an adventurous Thanksgiving. (laughs) I try to make mac and cheese. And I mean, it's a easy recipe, right? It's uh-huh. like everybody can do that. Well, I made a disaster. <laughs> oh no. Yeah, this was my first time. So I put the butter and then the flour, but it was a lot of flour. So I ended up putting the cheese and then it was like all gluey mm. and I poured it into the pasta, but I cannot move the, the spoon in there. What about the milk? Did you yeah, put the yeah, milk yeah. in? I put okay, the milk good. and everything. Right. Yeah. I end up mixing that thing with my hands. And the people like around me was like, oh, I'm not going to eat that. You know, <laughs> it's gross. But it was so good. Even people that doesn't like the mac and cheese eat it that day. So that's I, a win. Yeah, that's it's a win. a win. It's a win for me. And you're lucky that your first mac and cheese turned out because learning how to make a mac and cheese is kind of like making pancakes like the first Hmm. one is going to be bad yeah Yeah. and yeah you just have to keep going now do we allow macaroni and cheese at our holiday tables ladies is that oh god traditional enough tell me this (laughs) so i was wrong (laughs) oh god Uh, no 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 we do it at my house imelda but it's okay it's new oh yeah no according to my husband no mac and cheese does not belong (sighs) this Girl, you'd landed on something here with me and my husband. Mm. I make the Ina Garden. It's like a four cheese mac and cheese. That could be the the way because she's perfect. She's yeah, perfect. She and it's so stinking good. And she makes hers with uh, like, I think, Gruyere and blue cheese mm. and uh, blue cheese, blue cheese, which makes a huge difference yeah. in her recipe. She does it in ounces, which is just enrages me. It's like, <laughs> how do you measure that out? But I made it a few years ago for a wedding anniversary and my whole family loved it. And 
And I said, well, then we're making this for Thanksgiving. And my husband said, no, it's not traditional. It's like, it's not, mm. okay, it's mac and cheese. It's delicious. Yeah. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's group food. It's yeah, mm-hmm. I, I didn't. And it's plus everybody, everybody loved it when we made it. Mm. And uh, we had a legitimate fight about that, mm. which, so yeah, I still make it, but I call it fight with my husband, mac and cheese. Cause I made a few, <laughs> I made a few adjustments from Ina's recipe. Cause she says like, cook it for an hour or something ridiculous. And it just turns into a brick. So yeah, yeah, yeah. cook it like half the time. So is it a Southern thing to have mac and cheese on the Thanksgiving table? My parents are from Iowa and upstate New York. And we never had macaroni and cheese at any holiday. And when I got married, my husband's family, all from Texas, they all have mac and cheese for every holiday. And they make it quite simply with a bunch of elbow macaroni and like a brick or two of Velveeta, Mm -hmm. maybe some butter, maybe some milk. It's like, that's it. And it's Mm -hmm. really good. But the first year I had to have a little explanation on the side because I was like, why is that here? (laughs) And I I wasn't upset about it because as we've already established, I love mac, but I was just like, no one invited her to Thanksgiving. (laughs) And Chase was like, I've never had a Thanksgiving without macaroni and cheese. And my mom makes really good Mac. And I was like, okay, you know, yes to both. And so now it's become part of our table, but it wasn't. She should be invited every year. (laughs) Imelda, would you make the Mac and cheese again? I'm not sure. Maybe next time I'm going to just buy a box and that's it. It's just one of many reasons why Thanksgiving is a confusing holiday. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's it's. right. Okay, listeners, please tell us if you think mac and cheese belongs on a holiday table at eatdrink at dallasnews.com. And send us your favorite recipes too, because I think we want to try them all out. Maybe we'll have a taste test. Yes, I need taste. help. I need help with these, please. <laughs> I would love a mac and cheese bake-off with this crew. Ooh. That sounds oh. like a great thing to do this well, month. This yeah. feels like a like a challenge, like a street fight. My <laughs> mac is going to have hot Cheetos in it. Oh. Oh, yes. It's on. And that's all the time we have for Eat, Drink, DFW this week. Thank you all for joining, and I hope we've made you hungry for more. We also want to hear from you, so share your food thoughts, favorite restaurants, or tasty recipes with us at eatdrinkatdallasnews.com. The show is produced by Julie Fisk. To stay up to date on every episode of this show and hear more from our newsroom, just follow the Dallas Morning News wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like what you hear, please rate the show and give us a good review. Find links to everything we do at dallasnews.com slash listen. you also find a special membership offer there just for listeners. For the news, I'm Aaron Bookie. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Eat, Drink, DFW from the Dallas Morning News is made possible by Central Market. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.